0: I think I'm going to go hard mode today. Oh? Star Wars dice.
1: (laughs) Hello, listeners. This is your host and nap master, Kat. I'm very tired this week, so I'm going to keep this short. This week, I'd like to direct you to something other than a game. My Tumblr. Okay, so maybe not all of my Tumblr? There's a lot of me being absolutely feral about Dean and Castiel there. Instead, I'm going to put a link to a post I made there about my process for developing a handwritten version of the Aurebesh. After last episode, where I made an offhand remark about there being paper books with handwriting in a handwritten version of Aurebesh that Plex barely recognized, I thought it would be a neat exercise to construct a set of cursive graphemes so that I could actually make little, like, prop books for the purposes of this actual play, one of which features in this episode. In the post, I go into a lot of detail about the history of alphabetical writing systems and the development of individual cursive letters. It's a pretty fun post that I'm really excited to share, so I hope you'll check it out and give it some love. Now on to our regular plugs. If you'd like to hear more from the crew of the Orem, you can do so by checking out our other podcasts, Unsound Theories, and Marking It With My Girlfriend. Marking Out also broadcasts live every other Friday at twitch.tv slash media. And you can watch the VOD a few days later on our YouTube. Link will be in the show notes. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is what podcasts are built on, and getting a friend to listen along with you is an exciting way to be a part of the process. The other thing you can do that really, truly helps is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Good Pods. Every five-star review helps bring new people to the show and gets us closer to being able to make even better content for you. Speaking of which, if you'd like like to contribute financially, that would mean the world to us. By supporting us on Patreon for even as little as a dollar a month, you help us grow in what we're able to do and how frequently we do it. If you'd like to contribute, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash so says media. There you'll find exclusive Patreon cuts of some of our shows, and the special bonus one-shots that we produce monthly. Now, with all that out of the way, let's go back. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far
0: away. in the, the big boy Microsoft Zune headquarters. Erica, two sunglasses. Um, is there... So the, 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 the cave is lined with paper books. Um, and there's like a tie-dye swirl on the ground leading to the center of the room. Correct? Correct.
1: So the room that you're in has waist-high bookshelves that are full of paper books. With printed Orbeche on the back, like on the spine of each book, the carpet that you're standing on is a rainbow tie dye with three dots in the middle, forming kind of an equilateral triangle of
0: dots. Uh, I would like to take a. Do I have any any pressing time limits here? Um, that I the can one tell. thing
1: the one thing I have in my notes
0: is. And this is a direct quote.
1: If he fucks around for too long, he automatically gets caught snooping.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I would like to make a roll to see what I can see. I'm looking to see if there is anything that would indicate kind of where this cult came from. Okay. How they came to exist. What would my difficulty be? Hard. Hard, Okay. <laughs>
1: and i actually also have results planned out based on your number of successes
0: cool so that is complete wash everything canceled out i had two successes two advantages two failures and two threats total wash
1: um so the conditions that i have written down okay so are that any yeah. failures leads to you getting caught snooping.
0: Okay, cool. I know how I want how I want this to go. So I'm kind of looking around and kind of just poking through the books. Um and I pull one of the books out from the shelf, which somehow, somewhere in this building, someone knows. Um, because of the force and whatever, like they have like kind of for for lack of a better term, enchanted these bookshelves so that only people with the force can like remove it without setting off this alarm, or whatever. Um, what is the book that I pull out from the shelf?
1: The book that you pull from the shelf is a book that is. So the the title of the book is a practical guide. To Balanetics 5th edition by Zuneb
0: Tarsk. Um, can I read the handwritten Arabesh?
1: Uh, can Kiel read handwritten Arabesh? I'm gonna say this is a knowledge lore roll that you have to make.
0: Hmm. I only have two green and all of my knowledge. Average
1: knowledge lore check.
0: Um, that's a wash with an advantage. So I feel like I I can't make out the entire title like i can't make out the entire text but there are some characters that echo what standard printed or screen-based uh Arbesh would would look like so i'm like maybe i see zune or or something and i'm like oh well this guy this guy clearly wrote a book he's uh uh he's an accomplished fellow
1: um so In the handwritten Orobesh that I have created, because Mm -hmm. I needed to create something for this, this is just so the listeners understand, my very, very, very weird nerdy brain decided I needed to create a handwritten alphabet for Orobesh so that I could write things out for prop examples to show the cast. So this is what it says. Can you pick out any of the letters here?
0: Um, if I zoom in, um, I, uh, personally, Emma, I can pick out a practical. So
1: yeah, the, the race looks like a typical race, Yeah. but just rounded. Um, yeah. the auric I, is maybe recognizable. Yeah. If you didn't know the title, would you have been able to decipher that?
0: Um, I could have figured out a few letters. So like a hold it up again. Or Mm -hmm. send a screenshot or a a photo.
1: Yeah, that works. That's probably easier than me holding up a notebook, eh?
0: C, yeah, ARC are like the three that like stand out. Interesting.
1: Okay, um, what does Kiel think this says?
0: (laughs) (laughs) A racer's hand guide? Wow, this Zune guy is really into racing. I didn't realize they had it on this weird planet, huh? Maybe we can talk shop later. And this is like Kiel's inner monologue going through his head as he's uh, attempting to decipher.
1: As you've kind of eyeballed this book and stared at the cover for a little while, trying to figure out what the actual Criff it says, the door opens again and a protocol droid wanders in. Excuse me, so you are not supposed to be touching those books. You were given explicit instructions. If you'll come with me, I will take you to a quarters where you can await further judgment.
0: Uh, sorry, ju- judgment? I yes. no, I'm just interested. Uh, like, this, this book is, looks fascinating. Uh, you know, I'd really like to speak with uh, Zune, I think it was, about, the, about how, they, how they've managed to do uh, racing out here. It's, it's really phenomenal, based on what, what resources you have here.
1: Please accompany me to a waiting room.
0: Sure, what, whatever you say, uh, droid, um, what, what is your designation? What, what's, what, what do I, what do I call you? Your name, your, your droid number, I don't know, what, what, what are, what do you droids call that?
1: This, this one does not have a designation, nor do any robots.
0: So you're telling me you don't have a name?
1: We are robots. What, what need have we of names?
0: Well, how do I distinguish you from a not a, a different robot?
1: Please follow me, sir.
0: Okay, sure. Whatever you say. Um, Kiel, can I have you roll
1: um a? I'm gonna go with charm. Make that hard. What? For to see if you can convince this droid that it needs a name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. If you accidentally inspire a droid rights movement
0: on this planet, uh that's going to be a no. <laughs> that is a failure with 3 threats. <laughs> All right though, this droid is very dead set on remaining um a robot, uh, personalityless, identityless.
1: Flex, you are just a little hazy at the moment. Mm-hmm. Your food has just arrived, and everyone's kind of eating in awkward silence.
2: Has the music stopped? Yes. Okay. So, so how's
1: everyone liking their food?
2: It's good, yep.
1: Are those eggs cooked to your liking?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so they're very well done. The orange juice is good as well. Told you i just
1: like, this maybe isn't the time for this. Oh, it's perfectly all right. I'm just having a breakfast. Okay, so um, these these octuplets are maybe a little weirder than I thought they might be. They're
2: just perfectly themselves.
1: How do you put up with eight of them?
2: Well, we only have to put up with five of them at a time, actually.
1: Do you keep the other three in cryogenic stasis?
2: Uh, no, they're at home right now. Interesting. Hmm.
1: As you finish up eating uh, with awkward, silted conversation, Dolb eventually says, All right, well, um, I'm full. I know you You all seem to have finished your brunches. So uh, if you'll just follow me, we can head over to where you'll be staying.
2: We're perfectly fine to stay on the ship as soon as we meet up with Keel and SD again.
1: Oh, you said the ship doesn't have power.
2: Yeah, that's why we needed to go to the shop to do some quick repairs.
1: Right, and
2: your robots need
1: to charge, right?
2: I I suppose BT could use a charge, actually.
1: Well, then if you'll just... It's no problem. We've got a quarters all set up for you. Everyone's got their own bed. and You can just spend a little bit of time relaxing while you wait for your two friends to join you again.
2: Okay sure dob that would be great
1: okay cool 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 if you'll just follow me i'll take you to your quarters you kind of walk probably like five or six blocks to back to the building that you left and you're brought up to the third floor where it looks like a fairly nice comfortable looking suite of apartments that everyone's got their own bed there's multiple showers it's Surprisingly well accommodated.
2: One question on the walk back. Yes. Would any of the clones notice anything unusual about something being cleaned up? Because Plex wouldn't be looking.
1: If you'd like to have them roll a investigation, not investigation, a perception. Oh, uh, would But yeah, that'd be perception great. is not very good. <laughs> would you like to upgrade this at all? Um,
2: no. Because otherwise you're rolling two green versus three purple. Oh, jeez. Um, are we okay to upgrade that? Okay. That is. Wow.
1: Three successes and two threats. Good wow. for Tina. Hmm. Didn't realize. Wow. Oh, wow. No. wow.
2: You're so perspe- perceptive.
1: He's not. He just rolled really yeah. well that time. <laughs> um. So, uh, with those three successes, Tina's able to get a quick glimpse at Plex's arm where he sees the scar Mm -hmm. and notices as you're walking back that there's an unusually clean section of street that looks like it's just been power washed. Okay. Um, He'll discuss those things with you once you're back at quarters. Yeah. And you are brought back to these rather well-appointed apartments where Job says to you, okay, so you'll be staying here for the next little while. Feel free to get comfortable. Everyone's got a bed. There's multiple bathrooms so that you, you know, don't have to form a line. Um, there should be some provisions in the refrigerator. Let me know if you need anything else. You can use this button to call and I'll send a robot over with whatever you might need. Okay. And um, before we part for now, I have a gift for all of you. Um, if you'll just take a look through these. And he hands you some pamphlets that are in printed Orbesh. Oh, good. That say, An Introduction to Balinetics, 7th edition, by Zun Abtarsk. <laughs> Come on. This is different from a practical guide. I know. um i've also left one in there for alec and one for keel
2: we'll be sure they get them
1: okay uh if you need anything give me a holler and we'll make sure you're taken care of uh have a poised and balanced rest of your day
2: you as well thank you very much for the hospitality
1: of course he bows on his way out and sweeps his cape and walks away the door shuts behind. You, you close the door. It's like a, not a Star Wars door, but like a literal actual doorknob <laughs> door. As soon as the door closes, Tina rushes over to you. Sir, are you all right? You, it, um, sir, your arm.
2: Look at your arm. Flex is motioning for him to stop talking. Hmm? Pulls out her data pad. Right. Tina taps his nose. And writes out for them to search the place for anything that might be recording them.
1: Okay, perfect. Lex, do you want to roll perception? I
2: would love to, actually.
1: What I'm going to do rather than have it be multiple rolls, because the entirety of Gold Squad is assisting you at two blue die. It'll be a hard perception check.
2: Hard to is locate three.
1: Yes, to locate any bugs that are placed in the room.
2: Okay. So okay, and two advantages rough. I know. I rolled too many failures. You
1: do not locate any bugs in the immediate vicinity. They check all of the electronic devices and everything like that. There's not really anything there, from what you can tell. And then Tina pulls out a device from his modular backpack, places it on the ground, and presses a button. Okay, uh, so I... While we were back at base, I purchased, um... Well, I thought it would be prudent to purchase a, um... We have a Privacy 7 audio cutting up, so... If we do say anything, there's nothing that'll get back to anyone. Okay. Good planning. I, I understood that we probably need to make sure we have a little bit of secrecy, given that we're very often talking very loudly about secret missions, and... I didn't want that to bite us in the bottom, sir. It's only one kind of bottom, but nope, never mind. I'm not going to say that.
2: Clex just kind of tilts her head in confusion and then shrugs it off. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, um, so if you allow me to look you over, I can attempt to figure out what they you with. Do you remember anything odd happening to you once you heard the music?
2: Okay. Does Plex remember anything odd? No. Uh, no.
1: Okay, did you notice- I kind of tuned
2: out the music after a bit.
1: Uh, Yeah, I follow. Did you notice anything odd about, um, Lieutenant- Pentaurus.
2: she really seemed to avoid a few questions
1: did you see anything on her arm sir no do you see something
2: on your arm sir
1: yes i think you were drugged sir
2: okay um, that's unnerving
1: i, I agree sir I didn't say anything because i didn't want me or the boys to get drugged in the moment but um when so,
2: when did that happen
1: when you heard the music and started asking too many questions, sir.
2: Okay, okay, that this is making sense.
1: I'd like to, if you don't mind it, sir. I'd like to try to just give you a quick checkup and figure out if we can determine what kind of poison or irritant or whatever drug or you might exposed to. Well, yeah, sir, let's do that I don't want t- to, I don't want to tell tales out of school, sir, but. Um, Dorb did wave his hand like a Jedi mind trick. (sighs) Tina? Yes, sir?
2: The Jedi were an urban legend. We're likely dealing with something chemical here. uh,
1: Yes, sir, I agree, sir, but the clones, my uh, older brothers, they fought next to the Jedi. That's known history.
2: Yes, they... Fought next to a group known as the Jedi. Who, we're not getting into that.
1: Uh, I guess we're... not. But um, let me. We have at least let me take a look at your app.
2: Yes, yes. Let, let's let's deal with the immediate problems.
1: Uh, that's two successes and a threat. Tinner is with that, able to use a couple of swabs and things like that to extract a little bit of blood from the injection site. Mm-hmm. And in his portable testing kit makes the determination that there is definitely something. It looks like it's a, what he's able to tell with that is that you were injected with a fungal-based psychoactive medication that caused your mind to, for a brief moment, become infinitely more influenceable. It's like the drug saps your willpower for just a moment. Until your blood processes it, and it seems to go away relatively quickly. Uh, so I don't... Captain. Uh, would you mind doing a jumping jack for me? Okay. Uh, do you try to at all resist any of that?
2: Well, no. It's Tina making a suggestion, which I usually take.
1: Okay, um, so I'd like you to try, when I make a request of you, that you... Try to say now. Do ten push-ups now. Actually, can I have you roll a
2: discipline?
1: Discipline.
2: Ooh, not my best stat, actually.
1: With a black die, and it's going to be a average.
2: Yeah. And that leaves me with one threat.
1: You drop down and do ten push-ups. Even though you really didn't want to. Okay, uh, sir?
2: This is related to your test, right, Tina? Yes, sir. Um, the
1: Imperial Physical Fitness Test, obviously. I
2: took that already.
1: What was your sit and reach score, sir? I'm sorry. Uh, joking aside, because you have been drugged, and it's probably not a great time to make a joke, um, you're still under the influence... I okay. can try to put together a counteractive antifungal, but um it might take a little bit before the effects fully wear off. We should try not to put you in situations where anyone could give you orders. That would be a good idea I agreed to that too quickly uh sir, I think you agreed to it because it was a good idea, not because I suggested it, or because I suggested it, and you it's a trust thing, I think. Either okay. way, um, so Chain of Command suggests that with you incapacitated in such a way that um, I should probably take over this mission for the time being. This is a request, not an order. You have the ability
2: to think it over. Flex is just doing some mental math, like SD in charge, leaving Keel in charge, leaving Tina in charge. Yes, Tina. At least you, until we We'll put can... you in charge till I can get back I to baseline.
1: would agree with that for the sake of making sure that everyone's in the right headspace, regardless, Regardless, um, I can try to work on the antifungal. While uh, I would like you, if you would like to do so, to read through uh, these pamphlets we were given to try to figure out a little bit more about, frankly, what the criff is going on here, because this place is very weird.
2: Yeah, and we should probably know them because they'll probably be asking questions to make sure we read them.
1: At the very least, it will help us avoid situations where we have to get drugged again. Um, Yes. And so if you want to switch back to your normal shape, I think we'll be all right in the room alone. I've been a Duros for
2: a while, and
1: to be honest, I'd like to see if the shape change
2: removes the scar. Okay, that's a good point. So Plex will... Change back to basic Claudite? Uh, roll a force die,
1: and if it's light side, the scar is gone. If it's dark side, the scar still's there. To light side. Okay. Uh, the scar seems to disappear as you transform. It's actually a little bit of a relief that you're not stuck with that for the rest
2: of your life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never tried that before. I don't think it's ever come up.
1: Okay. Uh, you get to reading, I'll get to. Working on that antifungal, and we'll go from there. All right. As you sit down to work, the door opens, and a protocol droid walks in, followed by a Rodian. Erica! For the first time this episode, <laughs> you are walking through the halls with Zun Abtarsk. You walk past a number of people in tie dye capes, in khaki shorts, and polos. They all seem in varying degrees of formality to be wandering around these halls. Some of them wear masks that obscure their face entirely. And Zoot is just talking to you. So the training regimen that you'll be going through starts with a very basic ritual purification because you do need to remain balanced at all times for this training to be effective. So the first thing we need to do is go through and purify all those imbalances.
3: What? So I thought I thought I was already balanced and that's why y'all brought me here. No, no, no. I brought you here not because you're balanced, but because you have a high midichlorian count. Which has nothing to do with balancing? Absolutely not. So why did... the am The midimeter test
1: is designed to detect people with high midichlorian counts.
3: Yeah, but isn't your whole thing established on being as balanced as possible?
1: Yes, it is. We believe that the light side and dark side of the force... Are you familiar with the force?
3: The, yeah, I've heard the stories. I was a kid, too, once. Um... Okay,
1: so are you familiar with the light side and the dark
3: side, Alex? Sure, yeah.
1: Um, The dark side is ruled by emotion, the light side by reason.
3: Okay, regardless, what I'm trying to ask here, why do you test everyone that comes on the planet for chlorians when what you care about is how balanced they are? Because I was told that the reason you do this whole thing where you hold the cans is so they can check our balance or something it
1: absolutely is but it also functions as a two-part test your balance is all sorts of off-kilter but your midichlorians are high which means you have
3: good potential okay so work as an equanimator how do you measure balance well see i'm an engineer yeah no
1: that's i yeah engineering is a very very valuable skill i consider
3: myself a scientist I would like to know how my having grabbed those two electrodes told you this information, because I barely even answered a question and nothing changed as far as I know. They just said, oh, your readings off the chart. We got to go take you here.
1: So there are two readouts on any given meter. The first is your level of balance. It is measured by confirming memories particularly traumatic ones, to determine whether you have an overabundance of negative memory and therefore negative experience that inclines you to what we would call the dark side and a positive outlook that inclines you to what we would call the light side. We try to find a neutral position by having you relive those memories and we walk you through each and every moment of that memory until it no longer becomes A traumatic memory and instead has released you from the negative hold or overly positive hold that it might have had and then by doing so you've become more balanced and that is measured by us comparing your light side reading to your dark side reading on one of those dials the other dial contains a readout of your midichlorian levels now midichlorian levels do change over the course of a lifetime They are a living organism that is drawn to all life in some way or another. And some of us have higher levels at certain points in our lives that manifest as the ability to commune with the
3: force. Sure, sure thing. Yep, that makes sense. Um, So what was my readout? How many um, what was my dark to light memory dial set? Well, we didn't get to your memories so you don't know if I'm already balanced or not? No, but the purification will ensure that you
1: are. What? Okay.
0: For What's those pi- of us
1: who are strong in the force, we undergo one of two kinds of ritual purification. At a certain level of chlorian, the calibration process no longer actually takes the same kind of effect does at lower chlorian levels. So for those of us with high midichlorians, those of us strong in the force, we undertake ritual purification, in order to make sure that we are at an acceptable level of balance. Okay, so,
3: yeah, all this is fine. If this is gonna... Let's just get this over with.
1: Well, we're on our way down to the purification. It's a sacred chamber that I'm taking you to. It. That means that you must make a decision here and now, Alec. As we approach these chambers, would you rather go for the cave method or... The steam method. There are two kinds of purification that you can undertake.
3: Well, I guess I appreciate a sauna. I'll do the steam method.
1: Excellent. Steam method is always a good first choice. When you have to undergo your next purification, we'll have you go through the cave method. Uh, Wait,
3: why would I have to do it again?
1: Everyone becomes unbalanced. That's why we all undertake various forms of calibration. Okay, purification. uh, Zoom. Alec, my friend.
3: How long until the an average person with my level of midichlorians becomes unbalanced?
1: It depends on your actions entirely.
3: <sighs> okay. Can I go see my crew after this?
1: Uh, that'll depend on how you're feeling afterwards. We'll obviously make sure that you're taken care of.
3: Yeah. I'll... All right. Yep. <laughs> Lead me to the steam. These experiences are... Not, I think, what you're anticipating, talking about saunas. Steam vents, like geothermal? Like, I've worked on those. Briefly. It's not yes, really no, my specialty.
1: Okay. Alec, this is going to be challenging. This isn't a relaxing trip to the sauna. Ritual purification takes effort. You're going to be exhausted afterwards.
3: Oh, yep. Okay. That's, us Yep. I'll be tired. Okay. Gotcha. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, You walk for probably another 10 minutes. There's a room that looks almost exactly like a sauna. Okay. The not sauna. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So before you head into the sauna.
3: Wait. I have. (laughs) You told me it is not a sauna.
1: No, I told you it's an experience unlike a sauna.
3: Please continue. (laughs)
1: I'm going to give you, this is for your own safety. This is a nutrition supplement. It contains numerous vitamins and electrolytes so that you don't, frankly, pass out and die. All due respect, soon. not taking it. Oh, you had the quiche.
3: Yeah, so did you. So did Keel. I'll keep it on my person if I start feeling unwell.
1: All right, then. Your decision, I'd hate to lose you this early into your training. All Make right. sure you take I- care of yourself in there, Alec.
3: I'm pretty hardy. I've um been in plenty of hot room before.
1: As you enter the wooden room, the smell of cedar strikes your nose and it's pleasant until it starts to burn.
3: Um, okay. Well, describe the room.
1: It is a room with a bench made out of wood and in the corner... There is a burner full of coals. As you sit down, you notice a successive drip of a liquid onto those coals, creating steam at a constant rate.
3: <sighs> well, let's see. Um, okay, we got water dripping onto coals. It's, something's well. Um, come on, Alec. You've been out of trickier situations than this. Uh, what are they doing? As
1: you sit there thinking about what's going on, you, you start sweating yeah. pretty heavily.
3: Not unusual.
1: And you briefly begin to feel your head swirl, and it feels like you're about to lose consciousness. Can I have you roll a survival check for me?
3: <laughs> I don't... Survival's oh, sorry, like...
1: Sorry, resilience, rather.
3: Yeah. Um, that's something I have points in.
1: Average resilience check.
3: Two successes and a threat.
1: Okay, uh, you managed to keep yourself awake, still thinking about ways to try to mitigate the effects of this room. Okay,
3: so there are coals. The water dripping is dripping onto the coals. Yes. Are the what are the coals sitting in? Uh,
1: basically, like a brazier.
3: Does it seem like something I could move?
1: It is bolted to the ground. Okay. And even if it were not. It is incredibly hot. It's fine. I got a jumpsuit. Um, I mean, so is the engine. SD does that all the time. Right. Um, so I, I do want to clarify, you are not in your jumpsuit. You have been stripped down to a towel.
3: Oh, well, then I've got a towel. That's a tool. Um, what's heating the brazier?
1: It looks like a gas fire.
3: Well, I would <laughs> I would hate to find out that um, whatever's supplying that heat uh Had a bad motivator.
1: Yeah, roll your bad motivator check. Um, I'm going to upgrade this twice. Jeez, okay.
3: (laughs) Twice? Twice. Fine. Wait, no. One success. Three threats.
1: Okay, uh, so... Yeah, I think the... Pipe supplying whatever flammable gas that is keeping the coals burning malfunctions. The threats are you now have raw natural gas entering this closed space. It's fine. Um, Dealing with one thing at a time, you know? Um. (laughs) Can I have you? It is still very hot in this room and has not cooled down yet. Can I have you now roll a... Hard resilience check.
3: Two successes.
1: Okay. The room is slowly filling with a sulfuric smelling gas. Oh, they, they add indicators
3: to their gas supplies, huh?
1: Yes, because even if they are weird fascists, they still generally don't want people dying from asphyxiation from natural gas.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, I am going to... I want to try to bend the pipe closed. I want to kink the gas pipe.
1: Okay, oh, well. roll Roll a... Um, Athletics? Yeah, I'm gonna say Thank this God. is a... <laughs> <laughs> this is daunting.
3: That's four? I'll spend a force point. <laughs> Oops, one of those is Genesis, but that's fine. Um, oh my god. Six disadvantages.
1: Oh god, six threats. (laughs) Six threats.
3: Two successes and a triumph. (laughs) I was rolling three yellows, (laughs) so...
1: Okay, I need to think about how this plays out. (laughs) So you have six threats.
3: Two successes and a triumph. Casserole's very excited for me.
1: Okay, um, I want to say... That those threats all combined to your, your successive th- threats on all of these roles have combined to the pinhole camera that is watching you in this room notices that you're f***ing with the source of the fire. Um, your successes are that you successfully bend the pipe. What do you want the triumph to be?
3: I want the triumph to be the gaslighting.
1: Alec, you didn't bend the pipe.
0: He's gaslighting you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I, I just knew. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I hate it. You set me up. I
1: couldn't resist. Um, oh no, I think the triumph is that by... Backing up the system so completely, there is a fire that occurs down the line because the pressure and whatever has basically caused a gas leak and someone was smoking down there. Sure, cool. Um, the door bursts open and a
3: masked
1: equinimeter approaches you.
3: This thing was leaking gas. I could have died. We saw you put that out. I did
1: not put that out. It went out. You think you didn't put it out. We saw you
3: put it out. I did. <laughs> I was sitting on the bench mm-hmm. in my towel.
1: Yes, you are. And do you know what you have the ability to do? Jack shit. Break things with your mind, force user.
3: <sighs> Listen, I'm glad you have your beliefs. All right. I am not here to interfere in your beliefs. Do what you want to do. But if you are going to accuse me of breaking something with my mind, I am going to have to fight back because that is not. You cannot accuse me of doing things with my brain. All brawl checks are average, right? (laughs) All brawl checks are average.
1: That is one success and one threat. He grabs your wrist and... In a flash, you feel your willpower draining. And he waves his hand in front of your eyes and says, you will volunteer for the cave method and participate normally.
3: Do I get a willpower check?
1: Yes, but it is going to be impossible and upgraded once. So that's four purple and one red. All right. Add two black die, too.
3: Eight failures. (laughs) A threat. And a triumph. (laughs) In that moment where
1: there is a connection between you through the Force, you briefly get a glimpse of and an understanding of this person's history, including information about what these processes entail and the intention that they have to keep you there you're because of that triumph a little bit more aware of what is happening to you but you are powerless to resist what is going on
3: i think that extends well from the ongoing like paranoia that has been stacking up and stacking up and stacking right
1: your paranoia is validated all of the things that you thought were happening are happening yeah And you Um, get that in that brief moment of connection. And then as the connection severs, you subconsciously, unintentionally, entirely follow orders, which is frankly not something SD is used to doing all that carefully. And that little bit of your mind that latched on to those parts of the connection is screaming at you that you are being mind controlled and you are helpless to do anything about it and in that echoing silence we cut back to Keel and Plex The door opens Trunk. Door sound. Creak slam. Sit. Plex, this is the first time that you've seen either Keel or SD since you guys got separated. A couple of hours ago.
2: Okay, that doesn't seem so long, actually. It's surprisingly long for what was supposed to be been a quick meeting. Okay, fair.
1: Uh, Kiel, are you alright? Yeah, uh, why wouldn't I?
0: Well... Where um, is... Um, SD? We were I hoping... was about to ask you the same
2: thing. You uh, were with him.
0: Yeah, they took him off somewhere. I thought they brought him back here. Uh... SD, is the protocol droid still in the room?
1: I'm going to say it looks like it's about to leave.
0: Plex, you are looking very... Uh clawful yes it was Teener's suggestion ah okay i assume you'll tell me about that at some point and he motions his head towards the protocol (laughs) droid at some point the protocol droid is
1: like leaving at this moment it has not remarked on anything
0: it okay
2: Plex is just mouthing, Close the
0: door. Keel's mouthing back. What? What are you saying? Schmoes the the shmoor? Close the door. Oh. Um, Gotcha. Um, How do you close the... Is this just like a regular door? Push it. Push it. Okay. Click. Uh... Why do you immediately... want to tell me what the criff is going, going on Tina here? Tina throws down the silence. What the criff is going on here?
2: Okay, first of all, I'm going to let you know. Uh-huh. Tina's
0: right now in charge. Do whatever he says. A bit, mm, that's a first? What happened to bring that on? Uh, Kiel? Uh-huh? Can
1: I see your arms? Yeah. Why? Okay. Um, cute uh, okay, sir, you, uh, this is odd for me being in charge. Uh, Plex got
0: drugged. Again?
1: Involuntarily. this time. this
0: time. Oh, right, because you, you actually went for it. You should have seen your face when, uh, Hondo offered you that glitter stem. Like. I don't know how you would know you were in the bar <laughs> at the time. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going based on what SD. told me. But okay, how what what happened? Like, did you like go to the club in the last two hours?
2: Like what what's going on I'm here? Told, I asked too many questions that made our host uncomfortable.
0: Huh? Uh, oh, oh, that that's not good. Criff.
1: No, that's why I'm in charge for the moment. Seems as though we're discouraged from asking questions. And frankly, I would rather we Uh, try to do some independent research.
0: I... I'm... I'm worried about SD. He's... I haven't seen him for like half an hour at the very least.
1: I think it's probably a reasonable concern. He also asks a
0: lot of questions. Uh...
1: Did they explain why they kept
0: him... They took him away? Did, like they, I... Don't under... I mm, they definitely did. I couldn't tell you what it meant, but they said something about, like, midichlorians or something. Okay. And balance or, like, the force... There was a chair that flew around. I, For, okay. I have no idea okay. what the criff happened. Like, I think
1: I understand.
0: Um... We might have well, accidentally one of us
1: stumbled into a planet full of force users,
0: Ooh, like those old fairy
1: tales that they used to tell about
0: uh, the Jedi or
1: whatever. Sir Keel, card structure is so criffed right now. Keel, um, no, okay, look, Keel, a- it's real. It's all real,
0: huh? I what was that Rodian swear
1: again? The Rhodian swear is Gefersch. Gefersh? Like, what the Gefersch is this?
0: Gefersh. Gefersh. Okay. What's the is this? God damn it, cat. What? Is this just Yiddish? No, this is real! This is okay. from no, Wikipedia. No, that's,
3: that's actually a Rhodian swear.
2: Yes, it's not just. Okay.
1: Also, Gefersch is not. It sounds Yiddish, but it's not Yiddish.
0: Yet. fresh.
1: Uh. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've heard you use a Rodian swear.
0: Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just... Yeah, it's Actually, I,
1: It's... I'm sorry. It's kind of cute. I haven't, um, We have more yeah. important things to think about right now, Tina. We have more yeah. important
0: things. Um. Uh, let's... Look. I... Mm, we need to go find i D. I'm we need no, to go find S D. You're right. Um that said I am not letting you go alone. That I I'm with, with you me on that.
1: i five minutes. I've got a um, antifungal synthesise that Antifungal. Um, yeah. Do you have so like the
0: planters warts?
1: or uh, No, sir. Nor do I have athlete's foot. But what is so we've determined that the drug that they used on the captain was derived from a local fungus.
0: Oh, ew. That, mm, I don't like that. And
1: from what I can tell, it <laughs> seems to affect your ability to resist the force. I really also don't like that. Makes um, you strongly suggestible. Uh, Captain, 10 push ups. <sighs> Roll an average discipline check.
2: Um, one advantage.
1: Plex, you do ten push-ups. <laughs>
2: Can I make uh, the advantage? I do eight in defiance.
1: Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. stop doing that. It's a test to see how long the effects are working, and frankly, your biceps could use it.
2: Well, I have SD? so I don't have... A- anyway. Uh, kept it? This is for
1: your own good. Take this. And he gives you a little, like, cup of a liquid.
2: This is what you...
0: This Mm. is what I've
1: just synthesized, yes.
0: What does it taste like?
1: It tastes like if you've left hummus out for two
2: days. Okay. 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 Gableed halfway through the cup. You're sure this will work, right? Absolutely positive, sir. Well,
1: not absolutely positive, but drink it anyway. (sighs)
2: Finishing up the cup. I hope I never have to do that again. Uh,
1: 50 sit-ups. Go. Do not have to roll a discipline check.
2: Oh, okay. So <laughs> you can no. say
1: the word no if you would like to here. No, teener. Roger
0: that. Captain. Uh, you back in charge. Look, uh, you want to exercise? Do it on your own time. We need to go get uh, SD. Kiel, I was testing the efficacy
1: of the antifungal I synthesized.
0: Right, okay, right, gotcha.
1: Here, yeah. and he hands you a glass of it as well. Bottoms up. He drinks one himself. <coughs> 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 Alright,
0: um... Uh-huh.
1: Hey, do you want some water?
0: No, I'm good. I'll be fine. Meanwhile, Keel's just making that, like... The face that you make when you have, like, three-day-old, like, kombucha, and it's, like, starting to go rancid, and he's just making that face. Mm -hmm. Like question, has Kiel drank worse? Absolutely. Kiel has (laughs) had way worse.
1: So, it's from the ship, so, you know, it's safe. I... I'm going to okay. recommend that we use our water ration sparingly and only use things that we've secured from the ship.
0: That sounds like a good idea. Let's go.
1: Understood, sir. Um, captain, with your permission?
2: Uh, yeah, I will stay back here with the rest of Gold Squad. Just
0: don't get caught. We'll do if our they best ask where we are. Tell them we're looking for the bathroom, okay? Full proof never, flex never fails. points
2: to the three bathrooms on the wall. You need a better excuse than that.
0: <laughs> Wait. We'll come up with something. Ah, crap. Okay, um, think of something because I'm going. Um, okay. Bye. Keep doing your
1: research, Captain. We'll be back as soon as possible. And um, just be ready in case it comes to a firefight. Let's, let's get a move on. We've got to get SD we've got to get out of here.
0: Kiel's already at the door.
1: <laughs> Tina follows and closes the door behind him. And with that, we will end the episode. Space Dumpster was played by Erica Belsass, who can be found on Twitter at Belsass or on Twitch.tv slash Belsass. That's B-E-L-S-A-A-S. Plex Lutzl was played by Aaron Cotter, who can be found on Twitter at Adorable or on our other podcast, Marking Out With My Girlfriend. Keel Krennick was played by Emma Hisslop, who can be found on Twitter at Nocturne Musings, and making Kat and Kira suffer through movies on Unsound Theories. The Dark Side campaign is GM'd by me, Kathleen Hisslop. You can find my tweets at KatSelesnia,
0: or my games at KatSelesnia.itch.io. Chicks with Dice is a SOSA's Media Production. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the love. By recommending the show to a friend, you not only help us grow our community, you also get to share the hijinks with the people who matter to you most.
1: You can help us create this show and others like it by supporting us on Patreon. You'll gain access to exclusive content like early releases of episodes, side quest adventures, and much more. To become a supporter, visit patreon.com slash so says media. All music on this episode was created by Sounds Like an Earful visit earful.com for more. The Star Wars RPG played in this podcast is the property of Lucas Books. It was made by an incredible team of devoted designers who were fired by the private equity firm that owns Fantasy Flight Games and is now published by Edge Studios.
0: Until next time,
1: stay wizard!
0: can you hit that us with the bosun whistle? So also not surprising. Aaron's just a kobold Shh. pirate. Easy. That was only one note. You gotta do
1: you, Captain on the bridge, Aaron. <laughs> no. Every time... I'm gonna need you to get the bosun's whistle out every time Plex enters the cockpit.
0: <laughs> I love it. No. Please. It's bad. Please. Can we make this a thing? That's audio No, because it's a...
1: It's A, it's audio hell. B, I'll just get a special effect. I'll get a sound effect of it. C, that's a Star Trek thing,
0: not a Star Wars thing. Ah,
2: fair. Also, who would throw it out the airlock first? Keel or SD?